Hi there. You're listening to The Jasmine Star Show, a podcast for entrepreneurs in all industries to learn tactical tips on how to grow businesses to support a life you love. I'm so happy you're here. Today, my guest is Jara Fosterfell. Jara absolutely dominates the lifestyle sector of social media. And today, she's going to be sharing her strategies on TikTok. Now, these days, I have been able to see the luxury of her teaching other people how to master new things in social, and she's bringing her awesomeness here today. Now, if you happen to come across Jara's TikTok, I kid you not, you will scroll through her feed and you will watch her videos, everything from Instagram pose ideas to fun tutorial videos. Her account is addicting as is the TikTok platform. Now I have to tell you, at the time of this recording, Jara has over 430,000 followers, which is bananas because she's about to share how long she's been using the platform and how quickly she grew. Specifically, how she's using it for business beyond just dancing or lip singing. Y'all, today she is gonna teach us her ways. I am so excited to dive right into this interview now. All right, y'all, I have to take a second and introduce to you somebody who feels like an internet best friend, but this is the first time we're actually speaking uh, face-to-face and voice-to-voice. I am going to reveal my deepest, creepiest facts that I know about Jera. There's going to be some good stuff coming in. I have to start off by saying that I discovered, I say discovered like I'm Christopher Columbus. I discovered Jera on Instagram by way randomly of a hashtag. And she has this irresistible quality. She has the quality of, let me just see one more thing. Wait, 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 one more. And then I just went down like the rabbit hole that is Jera Bean. And I was kind of like, huh, there's something irresistible, something magnetic about this person. And part of it was there. I have a somewhat leery relationship with quote unquote influencers. I'm like, what is it? How does this work? But the thing that stuck out on her profile was that it was a clear, like vulnerable, uh, transparent relationship between who she has with their followers. So it's not just look at what I'm doing. It's look how I'm doing it, what I'm doing and the the connection I'm creating. So On that note, I am so excited to invite my internet friend, Jeremy, to the podcast because we're going to be talking not just about Instagram, although it's going to creep into our conversations because we're mutual lovers of it, but I have seen this queen transition and leverage TikTok. Y'all, the TT. But first, before we get in there, Jared, welcome. It's Jasmine Starr. What a killer intro. I feel like you were talking as if I was introducing you. I have the most (laughs) wonderful things to say about you, and I feel like you're my internet best friend. So... Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate you. So ladies and gentlemen, this girl practices what she preaches. Um, It also simultaneously coincides with the things that I preach. And that is to make your followers feel seen and known. And it's about caring and it's about listening. And I think that's what created a magnetic quality to Jera. One of the things that I think I've learned from her very strongly is that I'm a photographer. And so the thing I was doing is posting photos. And one of the things I found really intriguing was that in addition to Jera posting her photos, She's also keeping her iPhone or a nearby camera running so you could see a behind the scenes of the creation of the photo. 
So instead of like really like embodying like this, my life is perfect and everything looks really amazing. She shows like the not so great behind the scenes and shows what she can do in a really small space or in a really dingy street and be like, girl, you look ho couture. So there we go. So how did you first get involved with social media? Yeah, so I began this crazy wild journey in 2015. I was at a very pivotal part of my life, looking back on it now. I was a graphic designer. That's what I went to school for. I was struggling from social anxiety. I realized that year in 2015 that that was an obstacle I was facing. I had no friends. I was very lonely and I was miserable. I parted my hair one day and saw a bald patch on my head due to hair that had fallen out from how stressed I was at my job. And without actually thinking of it at the time, I look back at at it now and I think it was my subconscious or angels or something telling me to make a change. I downloaded a workout program that I'd seen on Instagram for about a year, went to the gym, started this workout guide, said, hey, I saw these other girls who have Instagram accounts related to this workout program, let me do that too. And that's how Workout Bean was born. I'm now Jared Bean because not just only workout focused, but something really beautiful happened within the first month or so, within the first two weeks, I was working out, which as we know, endorphins, that feels good. That's an easy way to make a positive change in your life. I was connecting with other women on Instagram and for the first time in so long, it felt like I had friends, women I could talk to on a daily basis, not just about working out, but other things happening in our lives. And I was really excited by Instagram. I just felt this instant, I've always been a creative uh, person. And so to have this instant burst of creativity, which I felt like I was missing for so long, just by posting things and talking to people and coming up with photo ideas, it was so fun. So it was this trifecta of these three different moving pillars that came together that really started my Instagram career. And so when you talk about career, let's bring everybody up to speed. So we went from 2015, like that really open space of how you started. And then you transitioned into being a leader, being an influencer. How did you get there? What made you say, like, this is the career path I want to choose now? A windy, windy road. It was not a clear cut from A to B, which is how it never is. And that's what makes the story so beautiful for all of us, I think, is we take these kind of pivots and turns on on the way to finding what makes us happy and what we want to do. So 2015, started that workout program, started my Instagram account. Uh, Maybe, let's see, six months later, I left my job as a graphic designer. I said, wow, Instagram makes me happy. Fitness makes me happy. What can I do? I got my certification as a personal trainer. Side note, ended up doing nothing with that, but it's okay to try things and get certifications and not use them. Nothing wrong with that. And I also at this time fell in love with SoulCycle. And it was a long journey to becoming a SoulCycle instructor. About a year from my first audition to actually teaching my first class, I got a lot of no's and failures in that kind of chapter of my life. Ultimately became an instructor at the end of 2016, taught till Uh, April 2018, all the while growing my Instagram, very much uh, cultivating my community, starting to get things like brand partnerships. I I was working with Adidas, like that was just cuckoo bananas crazy. And it was at the end of 2000, uh, or sort of April 2018, that I realized SoulCycle had been my dream, but it was, I, I had reached the ceiling of what I was able to achieve personally there. And it was time to move on. And also just seeing what my peers and my acquaintances were doing in the Instagram space and really kind of having the longing to do that as well. So I left SoulCycle, went full-time with content creation, being an influencer. I was really much more of a lifestyle influencer at that point. And then it was in 2019 that I kind of hit this other, not wall, but sort of 
questioning myself. I'm like, what am, what am I doing? What more could I be doing? And I developed my Instagram strategy business. Full disclosure, I actually worked with a business coach. I, I think it's so wonderful to admit that you need help. And sometimes we need someone else to hold that mirror up to us to show us what we're good at and what we're capable of. And that is how I developed uh, my Instagram strategy course, the Social Media Saloon. And, and now I teach entrepreneurs, side hustlers, creators how to grow their online presence and uh, turn their followers into clients and also a little bit TikTok on the side too. Yeah. And that's, that was actually a great transition because I do want people to hear that, like you're iterating, you're looking Mm. at what is the next thing. And I think that's pretty admirable because right now people are always so afraid to try the next thing. And I don't think it's fear of the unknown. It's fear of wasting very valuable time. And they want to immediately know what's the return on investment and is TikTok for kids. And I please God, don't make me do a dance routine, all this other stuff. So I want to like, really like unveil what this actually looks like. So how did you get started creating on TikTok? Like, what was the thing that said, I'm bringing it out. I'm bringing out my phone. I'm going to do this. What happened there? Two things, two pivotal TikTok moments. One, I started to consider TikTok as something that I should consider when I saw my friend's success on the platform. She Mm. just was definitely an early adopter. And I just saw the content she was creating and just really admired what she was doing. She wasn't doing any dances. She was doing, uh, really documenting her experience moving to Japan and, and being there and, and all the new things that she was experiencing um, in that in this new chapter of her life. And so I was like, wow, TikTok isn't just for dancing, lip syncing and 13 year olds, even though there's a space for that, but there, there's something else. There's something here for me. Download the app. And I kind of just thought, oh yeah, like just put a video up, go viral, get a lot of followers. Like this seems easy. But after I put up a couple videos of just sort of random things, silly things, not really getting many views, I was like, all right, I think I got to think about this a little bit more strategically. And I had this light bulb moment where I thought to myself, Jara, you are this person on Instagram, which is who I am in real life, but I have to be a little bit more general on Instagram. I can't quite be super, super niche. I do Instagram strategy, social media marketing, but I can't only be that on Instagram. And I don't only want to be that. However, with TikTok, I have this opportunity, this fresh slate to be whoever I want. What if I go super, super niche here in a way that I'm not able to on Instagram and see how that develops. So February 1st, I remember the day, I was like, all right, let's just go after this. This is February 1st, 2020. Yes. Right? yes okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I started to, I was like, I'm going to post every day and I'm going to do things about Instagram and content creation and, and tutorials. I started making videos about posing, how to feel comfortable in front of the camera. Here's some things to do with your hands. Here's what to do if you're wearing a puffy coat and it's cold outside. Like kind of niche, random pose things. I started to do tips about growing your account on Instagram, how to build community. I then started doing uh, more tutorials around TikTok. Here's how to make a really simple video on TikTok. It's not the easiest platform to navigate in terms of its functionality. As soon as I started doing that, night and day, my account started to take off, but it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, here's a hundred thousand followers. And I've actually been tracking my growth because it's been really uh, eye-opening for me to see that progress. So from February 1st to March 1st, I grew 10,000 followers, which is a whole lot. Holy moly. That's a lot of followers. What was crazy was as soon as I hit that 10,000 followers snowball. So from March 1st to, uh, what's the next month, April, I think I was at 200. It just like, it was, it skyrocketed. So you went from 10,000 to 200,000. 
Something like that. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm at about 430 or so. And so the growth has just been. Okay. So let's just pause, right? Let's, let's just like round up the wagons. Okay. So you went from zero on February 1st, 2020. About, let's say about 200, 300 at that point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like this. You were walking in integrity here. We're walking. Okay. Okay. Yes. Let's get it right. Let's get this right. We're journalists here. We're fact checking. So 200 Mm. February 1st, 2020. And at the time of this distribution, we're in the summer of 2020 and you are at 430,000. Yes. Now for context, for context, you started in 2015 on Instagram and mm-hmm. where are you at on Instagram right now? Uh, 175 or so thousand. So we're comparing about five years to 125,000 and we're comparing about five months to 430. Yep. So if we're just doing math and somebody's like, I really want to get a message and I really want to grow, where does that happen? If we're just looking at this from a math and quant perspective, the growth opportunities on TikTok are massive. Yes. yes. Now, 100%. So people are like, okay, Jara, big lesson I learned. I don't want to go in and I don't want to just do everything for everybody. And you said, hey, the minute I came down and I defined my niche, when I talked about tutorials, when I talked about posing, and when I talked about how to show up on Instagram, and remember, this is this is the irony. You're teaching Instagram on TikTok and going yes. viral for it, which is bananas. So she's actually pointing people back to her Instagram account. So in a matter of months, she created another funnel back to what was and maybe still is her primary platform for disseminating long form marketing content and behind the scenes is she's now created multiple ways to connect with people for the massive amount of growth. Now, people hear that and they're like, well, that Jared girl, she can really build out a niche. Do you have advice for people who are going specifically into TikTok and say, I want to follow that path? How do I figure out the content I should be creating on this platform? I think a great place to start is, do you already have an Instagram account or do you already have a a business? Are you selling something or a product or service? Then that question should be easy. If you are a business coach, you know that you're selling you and your services and your expertise to help other people. So that's an easy way to translate what you already do in real life or what you already do on Instagram to TikTok. If you're not selling something, if you're not going in this to make money or get clients, there's a lot of opportunity here. What are you good at? What could you talk about for an hour if someone just said, hey, you're getting on stage and you got to talk to this crowd about something. What are you passionate about? Like you could make a TikTok about growing houseplants and how to not have a a black thumb, like without needing to be a business. So what are you already doing and selling or, or what are you already good at and passionate about and how can you zero in on what that topic is? Okay. I just feel like you're so smart. I just want to take a second. I want to take a second. I want to take a second because what happens is we have me and many people listening have a way to complicate it. And you just broke it down in like, explain it to me like I'm five. Because quite honestly, if we approach things and new opportunities to be creative, like we're five, we don't hold ourselves to this invisible standard. Like I have to know the answers. So I really want to just take a second and like highlight the beauty of not knowing the answers and then having the chutzpah and the courage to still pursue it. I don't think that Jara had the answers. She just said like, let me just go in and figure it out, which leads me to my next question. 
I find, to, I'm just going to be real. I find the platform, and I literally, I hate saying this because I sound like I'm 87 years old. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with myself right now. I find it pretty overwhelming. So let me tell you my quasi-TikTok journey. Yes, let's let's chat. Give it to me. I'm obsessed. Oh, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Oh, obsessed. So it started off by saying, I'm going to go in, and I first believe that I have to become a practitioner before I actually become an executor. I need to understand what works on a platform because platforms are all so different. So I can't take what has worked or what is working on Instagram and try to apply it to TikTok. It won't work. So I need to understand what's happening and what is making it successful. So I log into TikTok, I'm watching videos, and then I come up for air. I'm not even lying three hours later. And I was like, what the heck? What just happened right now? It was fascinating. I get why the platform works. And then I was like, I'm going all in. Spent another two hours on YouTube trying to find freaking tutorials on how to make a TikTok. And then I was just like, I think I'm just special. Like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. Jasmine, let me tell you, I have to be honest, the TikTok functionality in its current state, there have been some improvements since I've been a user of the platform. It is very confusing. It is not user friendly. And there are, they've made some changes for uh, create the video creation process and making editing a little bit easier. But even with those updates, I still have, I'm like, wait, how do I, <laughs> and, and to be totally frank and honest, yes, I'll do sometimes use the editing capabilities on TikTok. I am much more comfort, comfortable using an outside app to edit something that I'm already familiar with, with doing quick kind of Instagram story edits, or if I have a partnership, that kind of thing, and then uploading it to TikTok that way. So that's a little bit of my insider secret. Not a Oh, stop right now yeah. with this trash I'm hearing. You're so, oh my God, stop. What app do you use? I use Splice. Um, I've also used Adobe Rush. Um, I know a lot of people use InShot and, or, or yeah, Video Shop, a few things. Now here's the thing. People are going to tell you things like if you edit outside of TikTok, TikTok knows, and therefore it's going to reduce your reach. Or um, if, if just like the kind of rumors, like it's the same thing with Instagram where some yes. people edit your caption because then the algorithm is out to get you. There's these rumors. Wait, hold on. Time out. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I don't. Do you? Oh, I totally do. Oh, I totally do. I, because I, because whenever I, whenever I go through, that's why people get so upset. Like if I leave typos where it doesn't make sense. I'm like, listen, I ain't going to mess with the algorithm. No, I have seen a difference. Okay. I know. Okay. But, okay. Well, okay. But we have to, we have to, we have to sleuth it out. No, no, no. I want you to test it. I want you to test it. We have to sleuth out whether or not the same thing applies to TikTok. But I do find this really fascinating because I feel like I could take a little bit of a deep breath without feeling like I need to create on the platform. I believe that I will learn to be native on it, but I don't want that to be the initial hurdle for me to not use it. So I receive this and yeah. I think I'm going to follow up to see if I can get a couple links to the recommendations. Cause I know people are going to hit you up on Instagram and hit me up yeah, and like, yeah. what did Jira say? So it was like splice and InShot, uh, Adobe rush and InShot and I video know, shop. Most of these are paid options. I'm not sure yes. if it's a free option, but there's gotta be something right. out there. Right. But yeah. Uh, my, like I said, my trick edit and, and the weight that I at least make myself feel better about maybe the, the algorithm algorithm docs you is that I still add music within TikTok. I still add my text frames within TikTok. So I'm still doing a little editing in there. I'm just making my life personally easier. The, girl, girl, I love that hustle. That's, that's a smart girl hustle right there. Okay. 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 I'm less sweaty pitted about this. Mm -hmm. So I'm here for it. Okay. So now that we've discovered 
how you got like how you got started on TikTok. Now we know that there's a great opportunity for growth. Now we know we can define our niche by defining what it is we sell. And even if we don't know what to sell, we could still be creating content by what do you have to say if you have to stand on a stage for one hour? Um, we also know that you it would behoove us to really get familiar with the platform, but it shouldn't stop us because we could upload a video and add a few little tech things yeah. to make it Instagram friendly. Um, are there any other TikTok hacks that we should know about? Like oh, what's going on in the so many. Let's oh, really? All of them. Well, here's the thing. I think that there's a couple basics to know. Like if we're going to talk about creating a video, for example, and a lot of the concepts that we apply to Instagram can apply to TikTok. For example, on Instagram, we think about the first 150 characters of our caption really wanting to pull people in. How does that translate to TikTok? Think about the first one, two, three seconds of your video as a way to hook people in because the goal and the way that we... Um, the algorithm knows that people like your video content is watching your video in completion, um, at least, or at least retaining you for a large amount of time and then repeat watching and shareability. So if you're grabbing someone's attention in the first three seconds, that's a really successful thing that you want to aim for. Um, you can make a video up to 60 seconds, which I do plenty of times. I'm not going to say don't do that. I do think shorter, the better. 10 seconds, 15 seconds is really a sweet spot. And one other thing that I think is really important to know is that you really should be doing a mix of your own personal content. And when I say that, if I was to apply that, I would say, okay, what if I could go on a 15 second video and just give three, uh, three tips about how to be more comfortable in front of the camera? I'm not dancing, I'm not doing a song, it's just Jared giving some tips. Um, so that's what I'm talking about original content. I do also think it's really important to do some of the trending content, some of the dances, some of the trending music, just as a fun break. And to, the, to, to sort of round it out as a third thing, is there a way to take the trending content and apply it to what you do? So if there's a trending song and people are snapping and text is coming on the screen, instead of just it being random, can I talk about social media tips incorporating that trend? So these are the, a few things on, on my mind for you. I mean, I feel like you have you ever are you familiar with that like meme or those posters of Einstein and there's like the the equation for relativity above his head. Yes. Like I feel like yes. I'm looking at like the equation for TikTok relativity or re relevancy floating above yeah. your head. So this is all amazing. Okay, but you have to spill the tea. You have to be real because my sister did a TikTok and I thought it was funny, that it was well done, but she said it took her an hour and ten minutes. What the hell? Who has an hour and 10 minutes to create one piece of content? Girl, girl, I don't even shower before 6 p.m. How am I going to be like, let me go out and spend an hour for a 30 second video? There's going to be different levels of video <sighs> creation. And yeah, I have definitely spent a long time on something. Before. What's the longest? Be real. What's the longest? Oh, God, I want to I don't think it's gone over an hour, but that okay. would be the, the whole process of me filming, um, editing, I have to say, if you have a lot of text boxes to add, that takes a long time. Okay. The one that I'm thinking of that took me a while, it's the wipe it down challenge. Have you, um, yes. you seen that? It's your yes. and, you and then you have one character and then the other. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Since this is the podcast, this is the podcast. Yes. You have to describe it. So it's the wipe it okay. down challenge. And so imagine Jira standing in front of a mirror, maybe in the bathroom. Sometimes people don't do it always in the bathroom. And you are your hand is on the mirror and you wipe it one way. And let's say it's Jara in just like her PJs and then you wipe it, say the to the left. And then she's looking glam influencer, looking like her best life. Yes. You've like swiped or 
wipe to the right, pajamas, wipe to the left. She's looking fly. That's the wipe yeah. challenge. Okay, great. Really so, great description. You're, you've obviously described things on podcasts before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 go, go, go. Okay, so that challenge requires you thinking about it in advance. You're setting up your phone on a tripod, certain angle of the mirror. You have your PJs on. Let's go with that example. Have to film that, get the arm position right, switch into your other glam costume thing. I put like a goth costume on with a black wig and black lipstick just to be dramatic and then film it again and then when you're editing you've got to match up the clips so that kind of thing takes a while because there's different character outfits involved and you're editing and all that versus let's go back to that example I gave of let's say I'm going to do a, a 15 second video giving three tips about how to be more confident in the camera I could whether I'm in my pajamas or not because you do not need to look perfect for TikTok or have perfect lighting lighting helps a little bit but you don't need it all the time that is just requiring me yeah. in the TikTok app pressing yeah. record a couple times if I'm stopping and starting for each tip talking to the camera 15 seconds out of your hashtags another 30 seconds post engage for 10 minutes that's pretty quick Okay. This is really, really, really good. And so when I say that I'm like obsessed with it, I really am obsessed. Like, I think that that is the future and I'm just, I'm scared of the future. Like I'm just going to vocalize, you know? And so uh, one thing that I think the value is, is when you have the ability to jump into these like really culturally relevant TikTok songs and experiments, like I'm pretty sure many of my listeners has seen the JLo and A-Rod, Drake, uh, flip, like the, the switch challenge or the flip challenge. Talk about that. If, yeah. I okay. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to describe it now. I'm going to practice. my. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you a grade. I'm going to give okay. you a grade. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a professor. Let's see how we describe for the I'm podcast. Okay. <laughs> so we're in TikTok land. We're filming. It's you and someone else, you and your significant other, you and your dog, you and your child, whatever it is. And you're in the bathroom. You're both wearing your own regular outfits. The song is going, it's a, I just flipped the switch. And then at a certain point, you hear the light switch in the song go down. So then with your hand, you motion to go down. It turns back on. And then after, sorry, it went black. And then when it comes back to light, you both have switched your outfits. So I did this with my husband and I was wearing this cute little neon workout outfit. He was wearing his regular jeans and t-shirts. We switch. He's now in this sports bra and leggings. And by the way, he actually put my... <laughs> Falling on, <laughs> and facing in the mirror too for, for added added uh, dramatism there. And so we're wearing different outfits, and it's sort of that shock value, and it's so silly, and and so that's the the flip the switch challenge. Jarrah, I give you a ninety seven percent. There you go, A plus, A plus, A plus. But I didn't give you a full one hundred because there's always room for improvement, right? I'm speaking, that. I'm speaking that. to an athlete. I, what Jarrah just explained was the ability for people to connect, and that 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 production time. It doesn't take a long time, but it does take time. So the yeah. the the flip the switch challenge that I'm referring to is J Lo is in a white bodycon dress, and A Rod is in a suit. You know, he's not even like my, my type, but they just look so good together that you're like, I appreciate you as just icons. So they do this, and then they flip their, then they switch their outfits. So A Rod is in a white bodycon dress. It is J Lo's dress. How that dress got on him it just it blows my mind and he looked good i'm like you know what you know what you look good so that went not only did that go viral on tiktok they ended up putting it on all of their social platforms and so i do think that there is a way for you to 
maybe not the word is justify, but I'm just going to say there could be a way for you to justify doing something on TikTok. And when you know it performs really well, there's a good chance that it will perform on a different platform. Now, I have a list of other questions. Did you want to say something to that, though? No, I was just going to okay. echo that and, and and being able to express yourself on in a new way on TikTok, I think really does translate to Instagram. And I've seen when I posted my TikTok videos to my stories, people are like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I haven't seen this type of content for, for you before. So the time that you spend on TikTok, I think actually can be quite valuable for Instagram. Oh, I love this. Okay, so I thought of another question right now. So I've prepared for this, but I think I want to leave it at the end because it's kind of like aluminum tin hat. It's me hypothesizing. And I'm like, I want to know, does Jara, does Dara agree with Mike, my, my crazy? So we'll say that to the end. But if I forget, okay. remind me. Okay. Another one of my questions is I have seen you express openly on Instagram about how people often judge when you and Aaron, Aaron is your newly minted husband and he's just the sweetest. He's the best. I don't even know him. And I'm like, well, number one, I want you to make me a latte. Pretty oh, yeah. please. Pretty please. Cause he's, please he's a machine with coffee. I mean, it he's is just master. brilliant. He knows how to make flowers in his frost milk. And like reverse tulips. Like, See, come exactly, exactly, exactly. I also want some gluten-free avocado toast. Yeah. I mean, he's like, the way that I'm just telling you, your food makes me hungry when I see your stories. And that's all Aaron. Like, you know, I just, I really like the guy. I want to win him over. I'm going to be like president of his fan club. You could be his wife, but I'll be president of the fan club. So, okay, good. And now you have openly expressed the difficulty at times for people to have a lot of judgment of when you're creating your content. And so there was one story that I remember. I'm just going to get juicy. Let's get juicy. So so Jara and Aaron go back to Australia where he's mm-hmm. from and they're visiting his family and she's petting koalas and she also happens to be by the opera house. And so she posts a picture of her in front of the opera house and it's really beautiful. Scroll down her feet. You can find it. It was really rad. It's gorgeous. And then a little bit later, she posts another post of somebody who had taken a story. This is a random stranger mm-hmm. taking a story criticizing, making fun of the influencer in the wild. And they wrote a pretty snarky comment on their Instagram story. Well, y'all, the internet is small because somebody saw the story on this random person's story who also happened to follow Jira. She did a screen grab. Okay, y'all be real because y'all, your your trash will follow you on the internet. She does a screen grab. She sends it to Jira and says, Jira, is this you? So then Jara screen grabs that trash and is just like, yo, I do my thing and I do my thing because so you have gotten a lot of slack for being out creating in the wild. I want to hear a little bit about creating in the wild, because I think that that pertains to Instagram, to Facebook, to LinkedIn, to TikTok. Whenever you're out and about, what is like um, criticism, embarrassing moment? What's something that we could learn about being okay creating for creation's sake, but then also creating for our business strategy? It's so hard because the easy thing to say is, and just in life in general, is, oh, don't care what other people think or, oh, people don't even notice. Here's the thing. A lot of the times people, if you're out taking photos, people don't actually notice because everyone is so caught up in what they're doing and their own truth that they don't. However, in the example that you just brought up, it's clear there are people watching and there aren't just people watching. There's people criticizing and judging. 
And I would be a complete liar if I told you that that stuff doesn't hurt me. Like when I first saw that and she wrote, this is where influencer boyfriends go to die, by the way. I mean, I, I, I wish I had thick skin, but I do. I, I have really thin skin and I'm sensitive and that hurt me. And when people give me the stink eye because they just think I'm being an idiot getting my photo taken, it really hurts. But something that I like to think about is that the judgment is always going to be there from someone, regardless of what we're doing. But if we think about why we are doing something and the reason for it, our purpose behind it, who we're trying to connect to and have an impact on, is that more significant than the judgment? Because I'm not going to say that judgment isn't going to go away and, and you might always, and I might always have thin, thin skin and it always might affect me. But if I think about the outcome of and what I'm trying to do as a result of it, that is more powerful and that is going to keep me going and not let that judgment um, tear me down. Well, maybe it'll tear me down a little bit, but it's not going to hold me back from, from still going forward with content creation outside and, and all that. I couldn't agree more. Like I've always said, and I think this is where, and I, I know that Jared and I seem very comfortable talking to each other because we kind of sort of have on social, like this is the first real, like real time conversation we have, but we've sent messages to each other. And this is something I think we've bonded over. And that's the ability yeah. for us to really be grounded and rooted in the fact that people are going to have an opinion either way. You take the photo or you don't take the photo. You sit on your couch or you don't sit on your couch. They're going to have an opinion. So if we know that people will have an opinion, period, why not choose the thing that's going to move your life and your ambitions and your dreams further and farther? I just believe with all my heart that somebody's opinions of me don't pay my bills. And by me creating, yeah. it does. So to all the people who have opinions, to all the people who you know laugh as they scroll by and drive by, like laugh as we create, well, I'm gonna continue laughing when I'm doing the thing that lights me up and I'm not gonna take into consideration other things. So for those people who are listening now, and you want to create and you're straddled by somebody else's opinion, always go back to the fact that even if you don't take the picture, you don't make the video, you don't take the selfie, they're still going to have an opinion of you either way. Mm, yep. Okay. So people will say TikTok is for youngins. Yeah. And people will talk themselves out of creating content. Do you think that there is a group of people who just maybe shouldn't create on TikTok or might might be as advantageous to create? I have seen such a wide range mm -hmm. of people on there that I think TikTok is available to every single one. I, I have, there's a couple of these like grandma and grandpas that I follow who are doing, they get like, and, and it's not just about the views or followers. Right. I just bring, I say that as a point that people are, are interested in what they're putting out. Um, I see the most niche things. There is a woman who I came across recently who teaches babies how to swim, like babies. Cause I think if you, you know, teaches them to fall in a pool so that they know how to float, like that is what she does. And that's what she posts on TikTok is about that. Um, of course we see everything from the more general niches that are really popular, like makeup and beauty and mental health, all these types of things. So there, there's space for everyone, every niche, every age, every interest, every hobby business, you name, I've seen it all on TikTok. Ugh, I love this. Okay. So if somebody's like, well, maybe I'm going to trust Jara and maybe I'm going to try this. Like what are three actual tips? Like they stop listening to the podcast at the end. Don't end now. Mm -hmm. But at the after they listen, they download the app, they open it up. What are three actionable things that they could do to actually post on TikTok? 
I think first is just getting familiar with Mm. the app and not getting overwhelmed with the fact that you're overwhelmed because it's a lot. And like I said, I don't think it's the most user-friendly platform. So take some time and scroll through what is called the For You page. This is really what differentiates TikTok and sets it apart in that the For You page is just sort of an explore page. It's not people that you're following. And the more that you like content, the more people that you follow, the more that you spend more time looking at, the more it's going to curate that page for the types of content that it thinks that you, that you want. So understanding the for you page and also knowing that it's a wonderful place to get inspiration, see what are the trending songs, the trending movements, the trending, whatever it is that's out there that will help you to get familiar and see what people are doing. And just also really see that there's such a wide range. Number two, I think it's like, just get a video out there. Like, just, just do it. Just do it. And that might be not anything with a song right away. It might not be anything with text. But if someone is listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm an expert in business tips. I'm an expert in training dogs, whatever it is. Think of something that you can share in 15 seconds. Maybe just one tip, how to get your puppy to learn how to sit. How can you summarize that in 15 seconds? And just make a video of you talking. That's as simple, yeah. don't worry about the hashtags, any of that. Keep it really simple so that you just are learning as you are creating and doing. I think also, this is a little bit less about creating, more about mindset. I think it's easy as I did to get on the platform and think, wow, I'm gonna get all these followers and all these views because growth is so easy. And, and at the beginning, at least, it, it's not, that easy. So focusing less on the fact that your video didn't go viral and what other measures of success are there? Mm-hmm. If you come to your profile, have you gotten up at least 12 videos that really uh, encompass who you are and you can treat it as as your resume and, and your profile for someone to really get to know you more? Even if those views are only 100 each, are you feeling good about the content that you're mm-hmm. putting into them? So getting used to the platform, just getting that first video up and not really letting the numbers hold you back, just working on putting value into the videos or just fun, whatever it is that you're creating. You're a gangster, girl. You're a gangster. You're a gangster. You're a gangster. It was like, I was was like, I'm about to recap this. And then you recapped. I was like, all right, queen, let me just roll out this little red card. But you got the podcast red carpet coming on. Okay, we're going to be tying up loose ends here. But I think that the the thing at the top of people's minds is, have you seen people on TikTok generate revenue? And if so, how are they doing it? Oh, yes, I have Mm -hmm. in a couple of ways. And I have personally Mm -hmm. experienced it. So I can speak from what's happened to me and some people that I know. Things like sponsored posts, it's happening. I've done a few myself. And it's exciting to be able to incorporate a product or a brand into something that I'm already doing and the type of content that I'm putting out in this kind of fun, raw, uncut way. So sponsored posts. Um, I have... two, I think at least two current clients right now because they found me on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So people who have bought into my services. Also another example, which isn't mine, it's my friend Giselle's. She just put out a course, launched it only on TikTok. And I believe she had a five-figure launch just from promoting it on TikTok. So those are the ways that I'm seeing it. It's either either sponsored posts, actually promoting your product or service on TikTok, or seeing uh, being discovered by potential clients and then them maybe finding you on Instagram and searching you on other platforms and then hiring you or purchasing that way. 
I absolutely love this. And I was recently listening to another podcast because I'm really interested in TikTok. And one of the examples they had given was a girl who has an Etsy store and she was on TikTok creating videos and she would get anywhere from like 20 to maybe 60 views. And then randomly, and she's a like artist creator, she bought a jacket. She's from Kansas City. I don't even know who this girl is, but her story stuck out to me. So she's from Kansas City, bought a Kansas City Chiefs leather jacket at a thrift store. And then what she did is she um, engraved it, she painted it, and she made a TikTok video. She ended up completely doing $20,000 just from people finding her store because they said, this jacket's so cool. What else do you do? And this is a girl and she tried creating other videos and they were flops, but she said, I kept on going. And now she regularly knows how to create a viral video based on her creativity that then pushes people to her store. So she'll prints, she'll sell buttons, stickers. And I thought, oh, wow, something is here. So you just spoke, you, you definitely spoke truth to the choir. So one of the last questions tying it up, is this the tin hat? It, well, it's leading into the tin hat. It's okay. leading to the tin hat. It's leading. It had a girl. I had a girl. Okay. I like how I'm being kept accountable. Is <laughs> just like real talk. So before I get to this question, were you using Snapchat? I did use Snapchat from, let's say, end of 2015 to pretty much till Insta Stories came out. And then I stopped. Okay. Very similar. Okay, so this goes into my question. Based on your experience, and your experience sounds very close to mine, I started using Snap around 2017. Oh no, excuse me, 2016 to when Insta Stories came out. And that distinctly felt like it was a fad. Now, I did not think Snapchat was a fad at all. I was like, whoa, this is the next thing. And then Instagram quickly adapted. And I thought for a second, the minute I used Stories, I was like, oh. Oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. So in light of that, the tin hat comes to me. And I know that Facebook has tried to acquire TikTok the same way it tried acquiring Snap. Now, Tik, just like Snap, was like, no, thank you. I'm going to do my own thing. I think that stories will start adapting editing capabilities, very similar to TikTok in response, because what I see in my feed is people getting their ticks and putting them inside of their stories. And I'm like, Instagram ain't no fool. So do you think that Instagram will, one, adopt editing features to make it feel like the editing capabilities of Tik look so different than stories? They're much faster. They're funnier. They're cleaner. They have like that Vine meets Snap meets stories quality to them. Do you think that if Instagram were to roll that out, that would be the end of TikTok? Or do you think it's different than Snapchat? And if so, why? This is high level social stuff that I'm like, girl, I want to dive in right now with you. I'm like, I want to tin hat this trash. Oh man, it's, it's something I haven't really thought about. And my initial reaction, I want to be like, no way. Like TikTok is its own thing. That's never going to happen. But similar to what you described with Snapchat, you, you kind of, I think we all felt that we never thought Snapchat would be integrated or, or the same features would be integrated into Instagram. I really want to say, no, I feel like it's a standalone platform and the rawness, the uncutness, the, you, the fact that you can put up a video in the worst lighting ever that's three mm-hmm. seconds and it could go viral. I just don't see that translating to Instagram, especially because I think one of the beautiful things about TikTok is the possibility of the organic reach. That is what is drawing so many people in because unlike Instagram, where we're really stifled and it's pay to play and all that good stuff, it's not like that on TikTok. So my, I want to say mm-hmm. no, but... I feel like anything's possible. 
So don't hmm. hold me to that. You know, I, okay. I disagreed with you until okay. you got, until you got to the meat of it. And where TikTok still wins is discoverability and organic reach. Yeah. Because it's not as so I social media is described as like an eight lane highway. And if you are one of two cars on an eight lane highway, you can go. You're speeding. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, as more cars get on the freeway, the slower you have to go. So right now, TikTok is an eight lane highway with very few cars on it, whereas Instagram yeah. is the eight lane highway with a lot of cars on it. So that alone makes me feel like if I'm going to create on TikTok, it does have legs as opposed to even if you were to have similar technology introduced on Instagram, TikTok still has a lot of viability because of the exposure and how many people are on the platform. Yeah. Huh. And, and thinking about it in that context, Jasmine, Snapchat didn't really have that discoverability. It was right. really hard. Like even right. username in. Like, yes. Find them. It was, Do you remember when they did that QR time. code? Like you had to like yeah. find somebody else's snap and then copy their code. And yeah. And it, was, it almost felt a little bit of a secretive platform. In right. And so, yeah, I think it, the more I talk this through and then hearing you say what you had to say about it. Yeah, that discoverability and and just the potential for yeah. growth and, and community that so many of us are so yeah. desperately wanting on Instagram, which we once had back in the day, but now it's just impossible not to be negative. It's, it's just the, right. the current state of the platform. Right. So th- that's what's drawing people and that's what's exciting. So yeah, I would see that being quite challenging for Instagram to integrate or take over. Ugh, oh my gosh. Okay. Because I am a striver and I like to set like goals for myself. By the time I'm scared, my my hands are literally sweating. Okay, okay my, my hands are sweating. Are sweaty, it's cool. My, my, my armpits are sweaty too. <laughs> I want to put out. I want to put out my first TikTok before this goes live. Okay. Before this podcast goes live, I'm just gonna take your advice. I'm gonna dive more into the platform, and then I'm just gonna post the dang video, and then I'm going to say, what do I want to be? consistent. Like the mindset is if I put out 12 videos in like 12 weeks, like what will I feel as a result of that? So success is not going to be determined by virality or how many followers I have, but by consistency. So that's what I'm going to put on myself for people who want to discover you on Instagram and TikTok. How can they find you? I've got the same username on both. I am Jara Bean. That's Jara dot Bean. There's a little period there. That's where I am. I absolutely love this. Thank you for sharing your brilliance. Thank you for sharing your time. I could sit here and talk to you all day about your dog, your tattoos, um, your workout attire, the fact that I love your like high-waisted flare jeans. I mean, girl, I'm creepy creeperton right now. I adore you. Thank you for making the interweb so bright, so wonderful, and sharing your excellence so vigilantly and generously with your followers. Thank you. Jasmine, thank you so much. I, I look up to you. So this has been such an honor and, and honestly a dream of mine to connect with you in this way. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And there you have it, friend. I absolutely loved this conversation with Jarrah, and I hope you did too. If this episode inspired you to experiment with TikTok, let us know. I am feeling inspired after this conversation, and I can't wait to dive into my own TikTok strategy soon. Y'all, I am just out here keeping myself accountable. I am thankful you're here, and I'll see you on our next episode soon. <laughs>